Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Simple Health is all about care that fits your life. Making birth control simple, convenient, and affordable with online prescriptions and free home delivery. A better way to get birth control is here. So whether you're trying birth control for the first time or you need to renew your prescription, Simple Health will take care of you. Fill out an online health profile and answer some questions to find the best birth control for you. A doctor reviews if you're a good candidate for birth control, recommends a product, and writes a prescription. Then your birth control ships to your door on a recurring schedule. No interruptions. It's free with most insurance plans and starts at $15 a month without insurance. So no more doctor's offices, waiting rooms, pharmacy lines. Get birth control prescribed, renewed, and delivered from wherever you are on your schedule. Simple Health makes the complicated process of getting birth control, well, simple. Access to a doctor, insurance status, or cost should never prevent a woman from getting birth control. Simple Health helps cut those barriers down for all women. Plus, Simple Health is discreet. No labels on the shipment or telling anyone your sexual activity, just you and your phone at home. Simple Health doctors can prescribe over a 100 brands of the pill, as well as the patch or the ring. They personalize a recommendation based on your health profile and personal preferences. Simple Health offers affordable care regardless of insurance. They accept insurance and birth control is free with most insurance plans. And if you don't have insurance, birth control start at just $15 a month and delivery is free for everyone. The prescription is usually $20, but my listeners can try Simple Health for free. Just go to simplehealth.com slash DMPG or enter the code DMPG at checkout. That's Dr. Mrs. Guinea Pig. DMGP. Dr. Mrs. Guinea Pig. Simplehealth.com slash DMGP. Podcast One presents The Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig Show with Heather and Terry Dubrow. Does it work or is it a crock? No worries. Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig are on the case. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are still here with Dr. Drew. This is so exciting. Uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store with this guy. I have so much to ask him. What do you think about uh, vitamin D? I'm a huge fan. But? But the recent data has been a little confusing. Oh, really? The one reason I'm a big fan is one very well done study showed that it was one thing, high dose vitamin T, that reduced the incidence of metastatic prostate cancer. Mm. So it may interfere with What's the, high dose? How many are you? I don't remember. More like, than 5,000. Well, it was more than 5,000, but I think it was getting the blood levels up around 100, 120, mm. if I remember right, But but which I can never do. Yeah. <laughs> it never happens to me. So I just stay on it. I stay on vitamin D. Yeah, I had low D, so I started taking it, and then I upped. I can't remember how, what I take now. 3,000 IU, I think? I think you take five, don't you? 5,000. Yeah. 5,000 IU. And you're, yeah. you're a son of order? We, we're, we all go to Orange County. You go live in Newport. I go to Laguna. Yeah. I would like to be a son of order. But you, you I'm you a son like of order. I go to the sun. Yeah. So too. does Terry. But, but, it, but, it, but it's... And my dad had five different kinds of skin cancers. Really? He was a crazy son. But not melanoma. 
and melanoma. He had melanoma. He had, four, he had squame and three different kinds of basal cell. Wow. And, uh, and a melanoma. Did you disclose all this to Susan before you got married? <laughs> D- didn't know all of it before that. Well, why do you think we were looking for such good genes? We, we screwed up your family <laughs> right. background. That's right. We were looking right. for something good for our family heritage. Although my dad had the weirdest stuff ever. Oh, he my got dad. Crest syndrome, oh. pulmonary yeah, hypertension. Pulmonary hypertension, all, Crest it, syndrome. So it's like all scleroderma stuff. Basically. Scleroderma. Yeah. But, but he, he but that I always well, when people get scleroderma, I always think it's like something they took or a medicine or something. It's, he worked for so, a chem. He was a CEO yeah, for a chemicals company. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't in the plants. Well, he walked the plants. Saying, I'm saying, I always scleroderma is a weird. Don't illness. tell my I, mother that she's going to open a lawsuit, please. Mm-hmm. But by the way, he looked young forever. To yeah, because yeah, scleroderma it, makes your skin. Yeah, tight. Maybe you should do maybe auto you should, lift. Maybe you want to sort of co-op that biology somehow. <laughs> I love to. <laughs> like, I love to. Okay, omega threes. No yes. brainer. Yes. You're on that. Yes, I'm. Uh, the question is what balances and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I take them both. So the omegas. Um, I take DHEA. You do yes. really, and that and that's a little controversial. It is. Heather was on it for a moment, and so this is what happened with me. I went to this anti aging doctor, yeah. and they did my blood. This is five, six years ago, maybe. Yeah. Did my blood, and they said, okay, you have no testosterone in your mm. body, like zero. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what the normal number was, but I had yeah. They, nothing. And you need this and you need that and you need that. But I am very sensitive. I'm someone who, if you gave me a Valium, I would have to break it in eight pieces Got it. and take that. So I said, okay, well, I'll try it. And I couldn't tolerate any of it, mm. none of it, because DHEA makes testosterone, Correct. right? So yeah. it was, I couldn't, none of it. My skin was broken mm. out and greasy. Wow, wow. He was like, it's good for your libido. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with my libido. And so I started taking it, turned me off, had the polar yeah. opposite Okay, effect. so what, that's such a fascinating phenomenon, which is the effect of testosterone on women and progesterone too. Right. It's a fascinating, complicated biology. There's a guy named Andrew Goldstein that thinks it has something to do with the kinds of receptors uh, and, and the sex hormone binding globulin and some women have long estrogen receptors some have short Hmm. and it affects I I guess I forget his theory but essentially progesterone in some women will really shut down their libido completely and in some cases permanently (gasps) thank god I got off (laughs) and some women testosterone is essential for their libido and for others, it it sort of only makes them aggressive and lose hair and not not much else, and oh. they're and they're less receptive because estrogen is the hormone of receptivity. Right. And testosterone, if you're not a super receptive person, it's more drive libido than receptive libido. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's... And it's all complicated biology. It's very very. But, then, but, but this guy Goldstein, it sort of worked it out a little bit, a little bit. So it begs the question for me if so. I, it didn't work for me clearly. Yeah. So you're you're Do what's I called your estrogen dominant receptor. No. You're, you, I would say, let your symptoms be your guide, right? Thank you. And you, you have, re- you're more of a receptive sort of libido, whatever. I, it's a term I'm inventing right this section. Yeah. But I think of it as receptivity as being a bigger part of your arousal system right. than the drive libido associated with testosterone. Hmm. You get the, you I get do, the, yeah. I do. That's so interesting. Yeah. She's very but sensitive. That, but, also, yeah. but that's well, such that's a good point thing. because yeah. I feel like, you know, people don't ask enough questions. Oh my God, they put these young women on, on t- these high dose of progesterone as a birth control pill right. and they're depressed and no libido. Yeah. And, and, they and, have, and have a trophic. I used to get the call on Loveland all the time. I think I'm allergic to my boyfriend's semen. I was like, no, no, you're not. You're on, you're on this progesterone pill and you have atrophic vaginitis. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. That's hilarious. Have have we killed anti-aging? Yeah, I think we've killed. Let me think. Take the vitamins. It's time to talk about Terry. Yeah. 
Okay. No, I, <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm, I think I think that was everything. So, okay, let me tell you what I've always been fascinated about. That I've never really had a detailed discussion with Uh-oh. someone who's an there expert. We go. Maybe I'm not the placebo. One. The 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 yeah. role of placebo. I am no, not no. an expert in this. But but, let's but, talk a little about it. But I don't. Is anyone really an expert? Yeah. In this? Oh yes. Because oh yes. Really? Yes. The pain world gets deep into placebo. Okay. Because for me, the word placebo in my mind means anything from having a good coach and getting the best performance out of you, because that is essentially the placebo effect. He's not making you a more talented athlete. Right. Right? Right. And if someone gives you a pill that says you will be stronger, okay. you will be stronger. The, the way you frame this, I think I can talk about a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is that the the fundamental sort of paradigm you're drawing here is brains affect other brains. Exactly. Bottom line. Exactly. Much more profoundly than we know. I mean, it's profound. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. And, and we need to think not just in terms of the brain, but the brain body. Yep. The the original Cartesian brain body sort of uh, divide is totally flawed. It, the the uh, Rather, mind body. Mind, brain, body, one. But we shouldn't just be thinking about what's in one skull or even two skulls, but two systems in space. Right. Well, it's like why, two, why women like start cycling together. Correct. Because the bodies are talking. Our autonomic system has got so much information going on that we're receiving and sending to other people, meaning our parasympathetic and sympathetic. I mean, think about those giant plexuses of, of uh, parasympathetic nerves. It's energy. What, that's, but, it's, but it's processing something. Yes. And we don't have any idea what it is, but we know it all feeds back into our brainstem. Uh, and there are three nuclei from which the vagus nerve emanates. Uh, and a lot of it is receptive and going up to the higher centers. The centers it's going to, again, what's coming out of the body, going to the brain, and then going to higher centers, amygdala, thalamus, and uh, anterior sing- uh, singular gyrus. No, no, no. Singular. Hold on a second. The, the, um... Oh, my God. This is why I don't have a cool brain like yours. <laughs> this, is I, why this, is, this is why we need do, metformin. You know, I, and it's, yeah. why I, it's why I don't want an MRI. I don't want to look at the giant big gyri in my head. Um, okay. It is the... It'll come Singular. to you. Anyway, there's, it'll come to me in a second. But there, there's a part of the brain that is sort of the the part that's monitoring maybe your body, maybe, and definitely monitoring my body. Yep. And it's monitoring sort of well-being versus misery, let's right. call it, right? So when people have pain, they have two components to pain. They have the somatic component, what's going on in the periphery and what goes up your you know, your spinal canal, spinal column and ends up in the sensory cortex. But there's a whole other system that is monitoring the emotional saliency yes. of that of that pain. So it's how we feel physically and it's what's going on in our bones, basically. It it's what we think of as sort of the misery component. How how much misery is it causing you? I can't believe I can't remember the name of this part of the brain. <laughs> it's driving me insane. But but be that as it may, the, the, and I think there's that piece, that region, uh, cingulate being part of it. By the way, the anterior cingulate, and the, you know the the we've separated the cingulate, the you know the dorsolateral, the ventral medial, prefrontal cortex, and these regions are processing all kinds of information socially right. and affecting other regions of the brain. 
I'm of the opinion that the deeper phenomenon is this region whose name I can't think of right. uh, <laughs> that's monitoring bodily-based kinds of phenomenologies and can can probably have very powerful effect on other regions of the brain, both in terms of strength and pain perception, the way you heal. mood, healing. And it makes sense. I mean, humans are evolved. In, where I, I think about humans sometimes. When you were in high school, did you ever see the – the those little microscopic organisms called the Volvox. Remember that when you were a kid? No. These single-celled organisms that form these spheres, like yeah. big communities of spheres. Right. And humans are very much these. We're very much more connected than we realize. Exactly. Much more. And the reason, in particularly in the last ten years, I've become so fascinated with this phenomenon, what I call placebo yeah. in general, the general category, is that I submit to you that if one of the the strengths I've gained as a plastic surgeon, as a doctor in general. Insular cortex. Insular cortex. There you okay. go. I knew. <laughs> is, is that He's got it. The insula. I submit to you that you can take surgeon A and do an operation on someone, and surgeon B and do the exact same operation on someone. And if surgeon A has a more honed ability yeah. To communicate or to make the patient feel better or whatever it is that they can tap into in terms of the patient's healing systems, they will actually have a better outcome and have less complications. I, Four I, million reasons, really, when you get right down to it, right? Yeah. Because they'll be more likely to follow your direction. They may rest more. They may have the more, more the, a cortisol may be different levels. I mean, there's a million things that could be exactly. happening. Exactly. So I've learned, I mean, I call it whispering a patient. I feel like, you know, there's the animal whisper, what, what, yeah. the dog mm-hmm. whisper. I, I know. That's great. That for a surgeon, that's a perfect metaphor, I would say. Yeah. See, for me, I call it holding a frame with the patient. I need them to be able to tolerate being in a frame with me because I deal with damaged, broken, scared, non-trusting people. Right. And so for me, they won't even they won't you won't see them because they won't even get to the point where you could start to whisper to them. They, right. They don't trust the frame. My world is getting them in, uh, into the frame. Hmm? Interesting. Because what I've noticed, so a patient will come to me and so they know me. Yeah. Okay. And immediately they trust me. So yeah. already. Which can go both ways, by the way. It can. They, they the, know you from TV. They, it, they don't really know you. It's true. Yeah. But, right, but they also but, assign but, certain uh, like superhero qualities correct. to him. That. And see, in my world, it gets, that gets to be a problem. But so. in my world, at least during the period, that short period of time in which I subject them to surgical trauma, mm-hmm. they have to go through the acute recovery period and then hopefully heal. If they have total trust, yeah. I think they tend to... Yes, they're in the frame with you. Yes. Yes, you're, you're probably this... I, I'm going to get really goofy on you. I bet there's stuff coming from your body. I swear that, there that, is. Yeah, you, you know it when you're, when you're engaged in it. So, you know what's so interesting to me? Because you keep, when you were talking about this group of cells and yeah. how our bodies are talking to each yeah. other, it just keeps bumping me. Like, don't you think that's part of the problem with what's going on in our 100%. society right now? Is that 100%. everyone is so alone our, with our, their our, devices. The, in, the interpersonal frame is, is impoverished. Gone. It's gone. And, and I and I hear postmates and, and on their phones. And I bet you have some weird stories that you could tell me about things that have occurred to you or things you that, that, that you know what I get when I'm sitting with somebody I'll hear music and smells and things that aren't mine. Yep. I know they aren't mine because it just doesn't happen to me. Yep. And I will bring it up to the patient and it will have some profound meaning. 
Oh, you guys know how hard it is to find someone when you're ready to hire, right? It's hard to find qualified candidates. It takes so long. Then there's too many people to sift through. ZipRecruiter makes it totally easy. ZipRecruiter.com slash guinea pig. Because ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. As the applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash guinea pig, G-U-I-N-E-A-P-I-G. That's ziprecruiter.com slash guinea pig, ziprecruiter.com slash guinea pig, the smartest way to hire. Terry yeah. always knows when someone has cancer. Yeah, yeah. He's got a weird spidey well, sense. I also know generally when they're going to have a problem with surgery and when they're having one and it's not clinically noticeable yet Ooh. i mean i look i know i don't have superpowers I'm no not, but I that's a superpower what do you mean by the way i have that superpower i mean There's because no because by the way you, you might be getting that instinct not in the same room with them you might right. be thinking to yourself i think there's a trouble problem and they might be at home uh, you know i remember a very quick story when i was a plastic surgery resident at ucla and i did this operation on this guy and it was perfect it was on his breast for gynecomastia he was at the va and it was great. It was, I didn't think about it. I went home and three o'clock in the morning. This is going to sound like voodoo and BS. I Not swear, to me. lives of my children. It's Not real. To me. I got up, bolted upright, went into the hospital, opened up his gown, and sure enough, massive hematoma on his left breast. And I, I just, I had no idea why. I just, and I took him right to the. Open. But it's my, the same reason the mom gets up in the middle of the night and thinks something's yes, that's wrong. Right. And I, goes I, down the hall. I'd argue that's what great makes great medicine. And my dad had a big dose of that too. I noticed it. He, I, I sort of chalked it up to great judgment. That's part of it, right? And, and intuitiveness, he, intuitiveness. But, but, but intuitiveness in a context where the judgment, and that's really why you see a doctor is for their judgment. Yes. We all know the same stuff, essentially. It's just the judgment, the the ability to make the call and the right call for that person in that situation. That's the magic of all this. And and very few people, and you noticed it out in the wards with our peers back when we were training and stuff. You could tell who kind of had that and who didn't. Oh. Right? Yeah. 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 And and so if I have a patient with a very significant complication, once I arrive, even if I'm doing the exact same thing everyone else in the emergency room is doing, they get better. They just seem to get better more quickly. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And to me, that's the placebo effect. It could be placebo. It also could be – I always chalk that kind of thing up to the quality of supervision and judgment you're giving them minute to minute. Because, like in my world, we're we're monitoring the biology sometimes minute to minute, adjusting medicines and things, and having it there with a certain instinct made a difference, opposed to somebody calling into the nurses. But to a certain degree, it's no more complicated than when your mom comes home when you're sick and that's you feel she, better. I know it's all about you, but that's what Heather said. No, <laughs> so. but it's true. And I think when you have a patient in the ER, and even if they're getting fantastic care from doctors, in this case, you're their dad. Right. So when you come in, it's a different... It's different. It's different. It's different. So yeah. when I see a patient preoperatively, the morning of surgery, I'm going to mark her. I make her go through this sort of ritual with me where I... Well, make, now you get weird, turn. I know. <laughs> I make her do. 
three deep breaths. We look at each other. I touch her knees like this, and I go, okay, it's you and me. It's oh, I you dig and it. Me. I dig it. We are connected. That's I the same thing it. that Life Coach told us. Really? Remember, he believes in the rituals. Right, but this is... This is connecting. This is a this connection. This is putting them together in the game. I said... I, I know said, exactly what you're talking I about. I said, there are people in your life... Yeah. I, I don't say all of this, but I'm basically communicating, look, there are a lot of people in your life you know really well, people you love, but right now, in this moment, it's you and me. Now, now let me he tell you... He never says this to me. I know that. I <laughs> married you're not, you. You're not as important. <laughs> he bought the cow, I know. So, it, and so... I do. I, I, I let's say I come to you, right? Because I'm just curious about this. I do always terribly with surgery. I just have a really rough time, even with minor surgeries. I, I not I just, with me. What? So, so the question I always asked myself was: Am I really sensitive to tissue damage, or is it the anesthesia? Because sometimes I think it's just I just don't recover from anesthesia. Like it takes me forever. You ever had anything done under local, like a mole removed? Or anything significant? Not anything Probably significant. Not. I had when I was a kid. I had a pilonidal cyst with a spinal, but I don't remember that. But so, so what would you tell me then? Like I come to you, I go, Sir, I do terrible with surgery. We got to do. I, we're going to do something medium, medium intensive, you know, surgery. Would you say maybe we shouldn't do this? Would you say touch my knee and oh. breathe three times? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> or, 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 or would you go blame it all on the anesthesiologist? Did the check clear? Uh, yeah, no, I would. I would obviously ask you. What you try happened. to do. You try to do local, right? You wouldn't want to be. No, not necessarily. Okay, okay. No, I would ask you what happened and when was it? And I would say, first of all, anesthesia is completely different now. It comes and goes very quickly. For example, propofol in your system, you feel great. What I do, that, I do feel. I've had that with no problem. But yeah. I, I'm talking about general anesthesia. But what I do that's very different than I think most other plastic surgeons or surgeons in general do is, I numb up. I anesthetize with local anesthesia, even though you're completely under. Oh, that's interesting. Every millimeter of tissue before I subject it to surgical oh, trauma. That's interesting. You you need to do a study on this. And it, well, what, because that makes sense to me as somebody that doesn't do well with surgery, right? right. So that your body basically senses zero yeah. trauma because yeah. you know you're under anesthesia, but your body's still yeah. aware of what's going on. Yeah. So I never thought about my it. patients. If you ask my nurses and my anesthesiologist, hmm. what percent of my patients wake up, no matter what the operation, even the most painful, like a tummy tuck, wake up with one or zero out of ten pain, or even sometimes one, they will tell you 99%. I, I would have guessed that most plastics would not want to distort the tissue with the with the local anesthetic. Well, no, it's a th it's a thing in plastic just, surgery. We want to get epinephrine in there okay, so it doesn't bleed. It. So, but it. I take it to a completely new level. I just douse the area, saturate the area with a mixture of Marcaine, long-acting numbing medicine, and lidocaine. Oh, but no, and epinephrine. And both have it. Yeah. Mark came with Epi. You and never Lyta get anybody developing SVT or we, anything? No, because we I do it below. Got it. The, and I, what, what is I, SVT? It's, it's a cardiac, heart, cardiac arrhythmia. Yeah. Your heart's overreacting to the epinephrine, right? But what I would do is I take sort of the normal safe dose you can give someone. I add a whole bunch of saline mm. to it. So I basically dilute it like crazy. And I just go everywhere. That's everywhere. That's fantastic. And so my patients literally have zero pain. And I'm convinced if they wake up with no pain, their yep. chances of a complication are is minimized. Yep. And they certainly feel great. And, of course, it gets them home before they're screaming bloody murder, so I don't have to deal with them. <laughs> so well, that then lower risk of DVT and stuff because they're moving around. All and whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
First, Little Caesars brought back the pretzel crust pizza. Now it's time for the return of another all-time favorite, and this time they wrapped it up all nice and bacony for you. Yep, the bacon wrap deep, deep dish is back. A large deep dish pizza wrap with more than three feet of bacon, then topped with pepperoni and even more bacon. So tasty. Eight slices of cheesy, crunchy, bacony goodness, and only $12. That's right, $12. The bacon wrap deep, deep dish. It'll be right out of the oven with no need to wait from 4 to 8 p.m. or get it anytime you're craving bacon. And it's only 12 bucks at Little Caesars. Available at participating locations plus tax where applicable. You can also order a bacon wrap deep, deep dish on their app and skip the register with Pizza Portal Pickup, a Little Caesars exclusive. If you like my show, you're going to love Showmance with Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz on Podcast One. Join the former Glee stars and best friends as they interview other dynamic duos about the wild, the ups and downs of balancing a relationship on set. Download new episodes of Showmance with Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz every week on Podcast One. This is Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig with Terry and Heather Dubrow. So when Drew was talking about being bad with anesthesia, doesn't it, I mean, to me, my brain goes to, what's that really bad thing? Malignant uh, hyperthermia. Malignant oh, hyperthermia. No, no. That's different. No, no, no. That's a genetic predisposition. Yeah, I, just, I, it, it, I just wonder if it's the gas. Well, now they go sort of lighter on the gas, yeah. more propofol. That kind of thing. Propofol is good. We just had Propofol's colonoscopy, good. man. That propofol. I can understand know, why people that. would get addicted yep. to that. I'm it's just good. convinced. <laughs> if you cut off the ability, if you cut off the body's ability to feel pain, it makes perfect discomfort. Sense. Makes yeah, perfect that's sense. so interesting. I never thought about because you think you're asleep, but of course your pain receptors, your, your body's your reacting, body's still feeling. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question to our vegan friends: Are trees upset when you pluck the apples? By the way, what do you do with vegans when you're hanging out with them and you're on this massive? I don't meeting? talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but you, and I try you, not to eat around. <laughs> so you go to a restaurant. I, basically, really seriously, it, I've got friends that are like on their Facebook posting about the devil. Us the, too. Is, yeah. you know, right. So it's, anybody who's involved in consumption of meat, it should be t- burned in hell. So for them uh, to have dinner with you, it's the killing fields. Yes. Well, not you just can the always have dinner with I, me. I, I, thank you. They want to kill me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, I'm not a vegan, and I do like meat, but about. Too much. We have a lot of friends who are vegans, and I've been hanging out with them a bit lately. And I had a steak about two months ago that was something was wrong with it, and it had a weird aftertaste, like a, weird a bad smell. tequila experience. And I didn't really realize it till four bites in. Uh-oh. And then I said, "Heather, is your steak? No, my steak's so good." And I thought, Ugh. "Where and was this? I don't it, it was at a good restaurant mm-hmm. somewhere, and it turned me off. And all the thought, oh. I just all I could think of now." Is the association between the meat and the animal, oh. and once you go there, it's hard yeah. to go back. I'm There's back. a great chef's table though about this topic by a guy who went to be a veterinarian and ended up having to take over his dad's butcher shop. <gasps> it's a great chef's table. It's like it's it's this season. It's like number five or six, and and he he has to contend with it, and he has this very deep philosophical connection with the idea that these animals are born to be put in the hands of the butcher at one point and the the deep respect that the butcher must have for the life and the animal and the life of the animal and to be sure the animal hasn't it's not you know machine farmed and all that right. stuff and that every piece of the animal is consumed none mm. of it goes to waste okay and that it's makes very sense. very it's like native yeah. americans it's like hunting yes yes so 
by the way, how weird is this? I don't fish. The main reason I don't fish, well, two reasons why I don't really like fishing. But more importantly, I feel sorry for the fish. I don't like the idea of the fish sort of aspirating, drowning, and dying. How about, how about putting the one on the hook, too, if, you have, if you're using it, you know, live bait? Live so, bait and you're telling me fish don't have... Something the sensation of pain. Yeah, it's just so I don't fish. Do you fish? No, but it's also we're, we get bored easily. You and I, yeah, we got to do stuff. Do you, yeah. you golf? No, no. You See, I'm like, me. yeah, me too. Okay, so we're we're exactly the same that way. Golfing and fishing go on the same slot. By the way, me. I'm so hyper at this stage of my life. I can't even go for a run. It has to be high intensity interval training for 25 minutes. <laughs> what's your what's your um, uh, uh, so your exercise of choice these days? Weights. You do weights. Yeah, but are you doing you do any? Um, I do some cardio. cardio. I do some. But but I, I used to do a lot of it. I used to do a lot of it and eat a lot of vegetables and and fish. That's all I ate, and I got sick four or five times a year. Wow! And now I've been. This sick. is my first sick in a year. That's unusual. Talk to me about me. alcohol. What about it? I so, like it. Okay, so okay. <laughs> but I can't drink wine on the stupid diet, which I do like wine. Right, too much sugar. Too much sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So but you can back drink a little in the vodka. day, bourbon. People bourbon. were back and forth with you know wine, you know. Should you drink? Should you not? Then, oh, yeah, I want to hear then the red wine came out. Yeah. It's all about the resveratrol. And it's yeah, about yeah. the red wine, heart yeah. healthy. And then it came out. No, it's actually any alcohol is actually heart healthy and good. One yeah. to two for men a day. Yeah. One for women. Where a day. are we? One now? to two ounces, right? Of like wine. Well, I'm saying one to no. It's one to well, two wine. drinks. Yeah. It again. When you look at cardiac endpoints and not all-cause mortality, it's not so good when you look at all-cause mortality. Right. It's good for cardiac endpoints. Good for cardiac endpoints. And so- Because it can give you other things. I, yeah. Liver I, cirrhosis. I, I, there are- All of it. There are definitely- My liver's good, by the way. They are definitely people that are in the school that all alcohol's bad. Because it's carcinogenic. You know, it's, right. it's a fundamentally- it Yeah, fundamentally. It's not good. But I'm not- I, I'm more a moderation guy. I, I'm not a- yeah, I mean, Jesus- you know, I know so much can happen to us. You, how much you want to, and not only that's quality life. of life. At the that's end what of the I day. mean. It's like this thing. There, stuff can happen in the most pristine of lives. Yes, and and if it's a miserable life, well, what the hell? Yeah, it's risk benefit ratio. I'm not riding a motocross uh, right. motorcycle, right? Because it's right. just not that fun. It's not. But worth, we drink. Not worth the risk benefit. Yeah. Do you drink daily? No, can I can't. I, I it wine alcohol does affect me. Okay. It, it screws with my sleep. It makes right. me kind of not right the next day. So it's strictly a weekend thing for me. And Nothing it, during the week. N- I mean, for the most part. Okay, you go on a vacation with your wife. Then I'll do it during the week. Right. Yes. No. It, well, you go on a vacation with your wife. Oh, he wants to know the time of day. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, and you're at a resort wherever. I'll I'll break it out. You, it's Ten a.m. Oh. Hmm. And how many? No, because that would just because I'm, I'm sensitive. It would destroy me. I would I would not be able to function the rest of the day. So what time is your first drink? Three, four in the afternoon. Kind okay, of so yeah. three, four, and are you drinking all the way through into the evening? Yeah. Okay, so seven, eight, nine, ten drinks like everybody else. Uh, that's I say again. See, I can't handle. I'm a lightweight. I I could not handle that. I what, would be no fun to be around. What's weird is. I, if I were to have, so we'll but go to- But four or five? Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. can you imagine having four or five at home? No. You'd be destroyed. Destroyed. I'd be screw up my next day. And not I, that, my days are too full. I can't right. do it. But even but four or five on vacation, you don't even get drunk on four or five. At well, four or five at home, you're wasted. Out, they're watered I'm a lightweight. Down. I'm a lightweight. You're eating more probably. Yeah. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date- 
How about that luxury package you got after a big promotion? Or what about the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer? Well, you can't put a price tag on your stories, but now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell it or trade it in. This is the coolest thing ever. Listen to this. You just go to True Car and you put your license plate number in there and watch how your car's details pop up. And then you just answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof? Well, watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? Well, you already knew that was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. Okay, so where are you on marijuana? That's what was my next question. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you've seen all the data on the ER visits going up and stuff. Yep. So now we have this intense vomiting syndrome that people yes. are worried about. We have heard uptake. about this, honey? No, but is that more with edibles, though? No. It's 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 more with higher dose stuff. Yeah. Uh, higher higher concentration. But they don't really stuff. know what causes it, they have though, no right? Idea. Yeah. It, it was originally called scrometing because people are yelling and vomiting at the same time. Yeah. Scrometing? Screaming and vomiting, scrometing. No yeah, and the By hot way, shower is the only thing that helps it. And huh. people are getting burned now they're st- they're so desperate to get relief they're staying in these hot showers and it's protracted hyperemesis you know they don't know what it is and you can't take cbd to that's what i was just gonna ask it. i no. thought they said cbd neutralizes no. the high oh, it's oh not that's about probably being high yeah and the, don't believe everything you read about cbd i mean cbd is is fine yeah but we really don't know what's going on there yet we, yeah. I, i've seen some panic now from cbd right uh and I, i'm sure it's good and i'm sure we'll have utility right we, we have to figure we it just out. haven't figured it all out yet well yeah. i think most of the problem with cbd is that it's not regulated so you don't know where you're getting but, it from there's you none don't of know. research too yeah we just don't know but you know the psychosis thing is what i worry about with THC, yeah, that's what's that's that's a that's big the thing. big problem. Are, are we producing right. psychotic illness in people that would not have gotten it before? Most of it is transient, good, fine, but some of it is not. So you think it triggers about. psychosis? Oh, it's a thing. That's clear. Yeah, it does. It's a thing right now. And really? Yeah. Like Bad smoking this... one joint can trigger it. Well, I'll tell you the, the the one joint thing is it triggers panic. And that we've known for a long time. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a small percentage of people that are prone to this, but sometimes the panic is protracted. And I've now seen CBD trigger panic. I think really? so panic like um, panic disorder. Oh, not just for the time that they're high. Just it's it triggers- like a circuit opens up, and it's like can't can't, can't get rid of it. Really? Okay, but apart from because let's apart be from honest. that, enjoy everybody. <laughs> Apart from that, I don't really care. Apart from that, how was the wedding? I don't really care. But, how, but, was the, how was the but, how was the play, play Mrs. Lincoln? But I'll tell you, I would be happy to use cannabis personally, but I have panic disorder, and so I'm afraid it's going to trigger that. So that's that's the only thing that holds me back from What's it. interesting to me about marijuana, I never liked marijuana. Yeah. And, you know, we smoked in college sure. or whatever. But yeah. I, to me, it gave me anxiety. Yeah, me like too. It would give me heart palpitations. Right, me too. And this was back, well, we're the same age. So it was back the day where they had seeds. You know, it was a whole... It was sold, of, it was sold in lids. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was a lot of work. A tie stick was good pot. Yes. <laughs> You're right. So now, because... Um, That's a word that our, anybody younger than us has never heard. Sensamia, remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. But I, have you ever been to MedMen or any of these places? No. I, so, they look fascinating. They're fascinating. It's, yeah. you, just for research, you should walk yeah, in there I will. sometime. I, I should do that, yeah. MedMen is really cool, because MedMen yeah. is... Is like the Apple store of cannabis. Yeah, yeah. It's all blonde wood. There's iPads everywhere. It'll tell you exactly where it's from, what it's going to do. Yeah. So they've dialed this stuff down yeah, yeah. into such a cool thing. I still don't like what they call flower. We used to 
call it bud. They call it flower. Weed. There's weed. There's no, <laughs> there's no seeds anymore, by the way, or stems or anything. Don't know how they did that. But anyway, but they have these oil vapes. Yeah. That are THC or they're yeah. a combination of CBD and yep. THC. And MedMen's very strict in who they're buying from mm-hmm. and, you know, the quality and all this stuff. And I will say, like, I enjoy. Oh, good. So, you, so now you like it. This is what I'm curious. She does. But, but this is what I'm curious about is somebody who didn't like it before in terms of these That's newer why I'm products. bringing it up. I yeah. still won't smoke a joint What's or anything. What's the difference? What's the difference? So I'm going to use this one company. There's this one company called Dosis, uh. and they have these pens, these white pens, and you don't light anything. They're I know. electric, yeah, I've seen whatever. All stuff, yeah. Okay. And so they literally say on them sleep, calm, arouse. Yes. So you know exactly what you're getting. Um, I have problems sleeping, but as you know, I can't take anything. I'm never going to take an Ambien. That's not my thing. I try a little bit with the melatonin, but I don't have great dreams. Yeah, if dreams. I take that calm or that sleep and take like this baby hit off that thing, yeah. I'm good. And so and how about if you were to get high? Like like um, just for fun? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this, there's this place in, oh, in down by where we live called People's OC. And I had been in there for CBD mm-hmm. because I have sciatica. So mm-hmm. I'd been in there and I was looking and I'm like, so tell Does me about people. Does it help people. you? Does it help for sciatic? Uh, not really. Okay. And so I'm like, so tell me about this. Some people it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, but but I'm not really Placebo. that. I have to say. Maybe. Right? It's not been studied yet. I don't use it as much as I should be yeah. using it to okay. really do an adequate sort of Mrs. Guinea pig test yeah. on this. Yeah. But I, no, not really. But I'm, they gave me this. Uh, they didn't give it to me. I bought it. But this, it was called pineapple. It was mm. kind of vape. It had. Uh, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. So it's got some CBD and some THC mm-hmm. in no, it. No, no. It's got some sativa, some indica. Oh, oh sorry. Some sativa, some indica. The strains of THC they're Listen talking. to right, the pod one is the, right, expert. Weed expert. One is the upper and one it's is so the lower. It's so weird that we call it weed now. It's like nothing like weed. It's no. like weed back in the day. I know. Which one's the upper? The sativa? Sativa. So sativa's the upper. Indica's the one that brings yeah. you down. So I have this hybrid one. It's pineapple flavor. And if you're out at a concert or if you don't want to drink. Yeah, it's an upper. You just take a little hit yeah. off of that. And you're, it's so fun. And you're not um, okay. See, she's she's like persuading me because she had the the reaction I was used to get from it. I yeah. And now it. she's having this. I was like paranoid in a corner, freaking out. Okay. Why are people enjoying well, this? To you, this? you have to do. It. I'll tell you. That's next the time we're in Orange County. Oh, that's okay. the difference between alcohol, yeah. and as you know, THC. Yeah. Because alcohol, you can't titrate your buzz. You can titrate the amount of your buzz. Although I gotta say, I have a totally different experience with wine than and, say bourbon or tequila. And tequila, and, and it's me, true. So do I. But it's not it's okay. Weird. I agree with weird. that. I, I, I'm looking. I'm examining it. Like, what is this? But it's so completely weird. different depending on the strain and the yeah. concentrations of the sativa. That's what they say. Right? It's yes. complete, and, and they've really dialed it down. They've dialed and, down so you can have ones that have zero paranoia element. To and them. I will tell you that every so. almost every woman I know has a pen. Well. Where we're gonna have because, dinner, <laughs> and I think for me also, I've had an anxiety yeah, issue I'm, I'm, my whole I'm, life. I'm prone, and uh, you know, and of course with hormones, and now yeah, yeah. turning fifty and all yeah. this stuff, you know, it's, it's not getting any better. To be able to not have like a chemical and just take a little hit off this thing and just feel so good. Well, I like the idea of the small dose. That's yeah, also interesting baby too. Dose. Yeah. Because I, I worry about untoward effect on the brain. You know, right. who knows? But the small dose oh, appeals to me. She takes a half a hit yeah, yeah. and she's done. Okay. We don't have that much time. I want to ask you an important question. So About Terry. No. Right. What do you think about it is, me? Uh, by the way, it is, it, is, <laughs> it is about me, but it's more about my practice and a general practice of opioid prescriptions. Oh, no, no, no. But, okay, so. Be careful. I know. But as a plastic surgeon who you does. You need them. 
you need them. Yep. They, I have to use 100%. them. 100%. And now in the news- Give them pot. And some hmm? people in the legislature are trying to say the most that we're going to give- like post operative time or something? Is post-operative yeah. patients. No. You're, you're the, the surgical community needs to step in. I know, right? How, wait, yeah. finish the sentence. We've so gone they, too far. You're, you're only going to be able to get how much? There's someone- Two days, wasn't it? I thought it was- Two or three days. Yeah. Can you imagine doing a thoracotomy or an yeah. abdominal plaster? One of these sort of significantly painful operations with at least five. What what it's going to mean is a people are going to be in the hospital a lot longer. longer number one, number two, you are causing human suffering. Isn't that our number one job to and, 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 and they won't heal as well? I'm convinced. I agree with you on that. We have to get out in front of that. I've heard this. It kind of went away. It's coming back again. Oh, it's back. Uh, and while you're recovering, who, does everyone have someone to run errands for them? Oh, so you, know, you and I had to go talk to whoever you know and, and offer our service because I'm the don't do drugs guy and I'm telling this is stupid and you're the I need people to heal well right. and not suffer. Absolutely. Right? So it's a pretty powerful combination. But just yesterday, I can't remember exactly. I'll have to look it up after this. But some senator is trying to get a bill going that says two days, three days. This is tops. federal? Federal state. Yeah. Post-operative. Oh, boy. That's so not That's not good. Not good. Like everything else, you know, too far. it's gone too far. Too far. All right. Too well, far. you guys will talk about that. We will set up a dinner. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I could, talk, I could talk to him. I'm having the best time. We'll <laughs> have to continue everyone. to dinner. Maybe we'll, I know. Have, we'll set some mics up at dinner. We'll just keep it going. <laughs> Tell everyone where to find you on social media. Uh, it's all at drdrew.com. I have a new crazy podcast called uh, Dr. Drew After Dark that I do with Tom Segura. It's... Not for the faint of heart. Is it back to Loveline kind of vibe? It is. Okay, very good. And, uh, oh, I'm everything's that. at doctor.com, though. It's all, oh, all right. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys all for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig with Terry and Heather Dubrow. Download new episodes every week on the Podcast One app, iTunes, or at podcastone.com.